Well, howdy, Pastor Mark Driscoll here with uh, Happy Birthday. Restless, can we sing Happy Birthday to you? No, it's a secular song. What are you, pagan? Good Lord, next thing you know, they'll be listening to heavy metal and smoking joints and going to KISS concerts and wearing all black and growing out their fingernails and buying Converse and voting for socialists and celebrating Halloween. Oh, what the heck? It's a secular song. Thank you, Pastor Mark, for that special restless birthday message. That was great. That was awesome. So I am again, though, your host, celebrating one year of Restless. And I'd like to welcome everyone, including Pastor Michael, to the Restless Verse, which is our new vision starting today. We're launching the Restless Verse. We're still the guys making a podcast you know and love, but we are here to bring the Restless Verse into life. How do you feel about that, Pastor Mike? We, I guess, we're a metaverse company. We're, we're just going to do <laughs> no, it. No, no, you avoid the metaverse at all oh. costs, friends. Join the Restless Verse Restless today. Verse instead. Restless. Uh, we have our own Restless NFT that we've been working on, drumming up a little bit. <laughs> we will sell for, for one half a million dollars. So, <laughs> I will be content with $100,000, personally. <laughs> well, welcome back. We are here at one year of Restless. We have just had some delicious pizza from a local Wisconsin chain, Rocky Rococo's. Love to have you. Love to have you pay for sponsorship on the you show. Rockies, get us some free food. I tweeted <laughs> at you. I, I want to see something. Great. And so today we are just going to go through some listener feedback, listener reviews. Uh, we'd like to just thank everybody. It's been a it's been a fun time and one year. Here we one are. One year. I mean, this is great. This is uh, you know, little did we know that we would make it through a whole year. So this podcast really started, the reason we ate this pizza today was it started at this local chain, this local Wisconsin pizza chain called Rocky Rococo's, and we were sitting there and we were having conversations, actually fairly similar to what we talk about on Restless, and we realized that there is probably a lot of people with, uh, there was kind of two kind of groups in our mind as we thought through this. One, we said, well, let's start a podcast, and there's these two groups of People like us who've been who are from very much from the YRR was very influenced by it uh, to varying degrees, and 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 in many ways either have some nostalgia and are wondering what happened to it. What happened to all the leaders I liked and all of these things? Michael and I are in a unique place because we are both members of a confessionally reformed denomination today. We knew there's another group of people because we've probably been those people, and we certainly have friends who are those people who've come to pretty solidly reformed traditions, but are still in the evangelical church. And we said, I wonder if we started a podcast addressing topics and subjects that'd be interesting to those people. Yeah, it's, I mean, Matt and I had uh, very similar kind of theological journeys, trajectories, um, having grown up in the evangelical church and then uh, kind of slowly moving through the YRR and coming to the place that we're at now. And uh, we would often talk. There was actually, so we grew up uh, around each other and knew each other growing up and our families knew each other. Uh, but we, what would happen is, you know, we would talk every like couple of years mm -hmm. and we would find out, hey, we're reading the same stuff. We're, you know, listening to the same things. We're hearing the same sermons and we're kind of moving in the same direction. And uh, we would always kind of find ourselves in a very similar place. And so we just assumed that this is, you know, a wave that we're definitely not the only ones uh, who have ridden on. And uh, we want to be able to, 
you know, help those who are in the midst of it in one way or another, um, like we were. Yeah. And as far as this year has gone, it has surpassed our expectations. Way surpassed. Yeah, absolutely. So we, I don't know if you remember this, Matt, uh, I assume you do, but when we started this, uh, we kind of made a goal. Uh, so we, uh, you know, initially uh, did uh, pay for hosting the podcast and things like that. And so there was some cost involved and we said, well, like, we're not going to keep doing this unless we reach certain, you know, goals that we made. Um, and one of those was as far as, you know, listeners, we looked up, what does it take to be, I think, in the top 50% of podcasts worldwide? Yep. And you have to have 120 downloads within a month of a release of an episode. And we said, well, let's at least try to get there. So we were hoping to get to the point where we basically have 120 people or at least 120 downloads within a month of an episode. And we We've far shattered. surpassed it. Absolutely shattered. Not only is this the one-year anniversary show, this is also the... 50,000 download show. This is yep. the, you know, celebrate with us. We we hit 50 earlier today when we're recording this, we hit 50,000 downloads. And that is so much more than we ever expected uh, we would get to after the first year. And beyond that, uh, is it okay if I go into some of these numbers sure. right now? Because I was looking at them this morning. Uh, beyond that, uh, just in the last month, we've gotten over 11,000 downloads. That's, if you look at just the, you know, the stats of this podcast diagrammed out month by month we are just on this like exponential increase at this point and you know no doubt that will slow down at some point but right now it's just you know uh just uh moving sky high basically we are going straight to the moon restless to the moon hashtag restless <laughs> to the moon let's go we're gonna start our own restless coin and yeah. uh get it with our nft you have to buy it with the restless coin we'll talk about that later we uh we know that a big part of this growth recently has been the reviews we've been doing of the Mars Hill show, which maybe is one more thing I should mention of along with people, this has caused our audience to just kind of widen because there are people who are now because of what Christianity today is doing is looking for analysis of, of Mars Hill specifically, but I think the YRR in general, but want it from a, a theologically, we'll call it conservative and even evangelical point of view, which they feel like maybe sometimes they're not getting from Christianity Today, even though that's an ostensibly evangelical magazine. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I mean, we've seen, again, like like was just said, our audience has just uh, ballooned in some ways because of this. And uh, so even, I mean, our top downloaded episode right now is almost 2,000 downloads, and it's the first episode we did about uh, Mars Hill. Um, I think it's the one titled, Who Killed Mars Hill? And so, or we know, that's what it was. We know who killed Mars Hill. And so um, that's, you know, that has kind of, you know, caused not, not necessarily a change in what we're doing, because it's right in line. I mean, it just happens that, you know, uh, we kind of hit this wave a little bit before Christianity Today, evidently. and. Yep. Uh, we're able to lay some groundwork that was able to bring some other folks over our way. But uh, we're, we're excited that uh, we can broaden the audience a little bit and, and get to know some more of you and uh, try to uh, make some more content that is helpful in analyzing uh, the you know, YRR and broader evangelicalism as well because of it. And, and that is why we, even as winsome winter comes upon us, we are going to continue to do 
reviews of the episodes of The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill because it really does allow us to talk about subjects that we care about that people have a, a lot of context for right now. And so it's really helpful. So in light of all that's going on here at Restless, we need to make an announcement that Restless is now on Twitter. That's right. We are. We have a, a Restless Twitter account. Um, you can go over and follow it. It's at Restless Pod. So, so stop what you're doing. Go follow it because with the amount of downloads we're getting, we should be able to get to 100 followers in the next week. So we have acknowledged we are the worst at social media of anyone. We do not do social media well. We maybe try a little bit, but hey, we've got day jobs. We're, yep. you know, we don't have the time to be uh, social media experts. And so if you would actually like to help us with something, this is our, our one-year Restless giveaway. We are actually looking to name our Restless Calvin guy. Uh, we, we love him. We love seeing him in different hats and different gear. But we believe it's time to name him. And if, we, if you send the correct name, if you name him, if we pick your name, if, if the audience votes on your name, we'll see how we end up doing it. We would like to give you a Restless sticker of our logo, of our little Calvin guy, because there are now Restless stickers available. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll put a link in the description below. Um, we'll send it out on the Twitter, so make sure you go and check that out. But this is the first thing we're doing as far as you know some kind of podcast merch. Uh, but it's we've got uh, a sticker that is just the logo. Um, it is, uh, you know, Wisconsin native, uh, kind of, you know, a small local outfit, uh, that's going to be making it for us. Uh, you know, we wanted to find a way we thought it was best instead of using maybe, a one of these larger companies that's made to make podcast merch, we started to go down that road and then we thought, you know, it'd be really cool if we could, uh, keep this as something that's done more locally, um, hopefully in Wisconsin where we are. It would be done uh, by somebody who is a Christian, and you know we'd be able to uh, maybe uh, support that kind of work in some way. So, uh, link in the description or in the uh, the notes for this podcast, and and you can find it uh, elsewhere as well. So, just keep keep uh, your uh, ears listening, and we will definitely uh, drop any info on that as it as some of those things come to fruition. I mean, yeah. we, we've got ideas. Yeah. It just takes us some time. Well, we are going to get to some of the future things we have immediately coming up, which we're excited to talk about. We're going to play a few listener messages, read some messages to us. First, I think we should do a few uh, at, at this one year. Let's do a few shout-outs to people who have been helpful, people who we've enjoyed getting to know along this year into the Restless Verse. All right. Uh, so we were just trying to think about all the people um, that we're grateful to and that have helped us out over the last year. Uh, one of the first people that came to mind for me was uh, Luke over at the Steady Anchor Pod. Um, so Luke uh, started listening pretty early on. He got us on his podcast. Uh, and it was through him that then we got connected to the Society of Reform Podcasters as well. And they've been a big support for us. So uh, just, you know, grateful, Luke, to you if you listen to this and, and uh, just that kind of early support. Yeah. Shout out to, for the same reason, Rob McKenzie, our OPC friend, our OG OPC friend. The first, the, who, the, the legend. Who was our first guest, told us about his book on dispensationalism, which I know people appreciated, we appreciated, and even talked about us, our little 
podcast on the Reform Forum. So he brought us into the respectable world. At that right time, away. we did not have the download numbers that we're getting right now. <laughs> right. So Rob, we we can't wait to have you back. So. Yeah, and we have to. So you know, so everybody knows, and I want to keep this out there so that we really do it. I want to keep us accountable so that we actually do this. I want uh, a live reaction uh, with Rob to the movie that you can find on YouTube, A Thief in the Night, a classic dispensational movie from the 70s, I think, and I would love to get that done. If you want to see that happen, uh, make sure that you like this podcast, you su- you subscribe, you uh, go ahead and send us a five. message on Twitter. Yep, find us on YouTube, find us on Twitter, give us five-star review, do everything, promote this. I would love to get that done, uh, and, and we will try to do it as soon as possible. Um, with that, I already said, but the, the Society of Reform Podcasters, um, Tony, uh, the Reform Brotherhood, uh, they, they've been very uh, supportive to us and put us on their feed and, mm-hmm. and you know, definitely connected with us pretty early on. And that was that was really helpful. And we've had people from, yeah, that group of podcasters from the Guilt and Grace and Gratitude podcast come and talk about Mars Hill with us. We've had someone from the Bobcast. All these are these are great shows and we're thankful to have been around them and got to know them a little bit. And so we'd also like to give a big shout out to our our resident academic, Brad Vermerlin, who we hope to have on again, who wrote the book, the academic Oxford book on the YRR. Uh, I think if you haven't listened to our interviews with him, you should go find them because I think you'll really enjoy them if you're new to the show. Absolutely. And, you know... Yeah, shout out to Presby Cast, who uh, you know was very supportive of us and had us on their podcast, and uh, you know we're really really grateful for all of these folks who have uh, been willing to you know get us on and and uh, share what we're doing a little bit. Yeah, let me give a shout out to a couple of just our our normie Twitter friends, people who interact with me and our show on Twitter regularly, who we appreciate. So that would just be I'm not going to send out their Twitter handles in case they don't want. To be contacted, but Pete Smith, Daniel Cook, and I don't know your real name, Piano NYC, but all of you, and I'm sure there are more of you, but these are just three people who from early on have interacted with us, shared the show, and we just appreciate that. And it's been fun talking to you guys just a little bit online. Absolutely. So we've got, you know, we've had a lot of happy birthday messages that have been sent our way for this uh, special one-year anniversary, and I'm wondering if we should just go ahead and start reading some of those. Sure. Yeah, so I've got uh, one from Michelle. It says, Happy one-year anniversary. I am a Presbyterian USA church uh, in Michigan, and although I don't always agree 100% with you guys, I enjoy listening to you and learning. I love Pastor Michael's laugh. It's contagious. <laughs> reading his book currently as I prepare to lead our small group on forgiveness. Thank you for doing the podcast. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, you know, I really do have... Uh, Contagious laugh. (laughs) Well, let's read a happy birthday message from Joy via our email. Happy birthday, Restless. Happy Reformation Day. Wow, one year of Restless, 504 years of the Reformation. It's hard to tell which one has been more influential in the Reformed world. But it's not. <laughs> Thank you, well, though. Only for the because price. only it's it's like who was the best president? Of course, it was George Washington. Because if the if he wasn't president. There wouldn't be any after him if he did a bad job. Yeah. So in that way, we can say the Reformation was more influential. Well, you're saying in every other way. In every other way, it's close. close. <laughs> I got, you know. It's a toss-up. That's being a good podcast host. You're That's just right. repping us to the end. That's right. Uh, yeah, we've got, uh, you know, one uh, 
Happy birthday wish from Amanda. She says, uh, happy birthday, Restless Podcast. You stand in popular company. As I listened to Ben Shapiro's podcast the other day, James walked in and asked, is that Pastor Michael? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that I sound like Ben Shapiro, but maybe that's true. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you do. And, you know, I, I think that it, it, it's great that this person confused you with Ben Shapiro. I just think that probably they need to shift more to listening to our podcast than Ben Shapiro. I know it's hard given that that is a daily, hour-long news show and we're an occasional... Look out for the daily Restless Verse <laughs> Into the Restless podcast. Verse. All right, let's play an audio clip. Happy birthday, Restless. Thank you for all the hot takes and laughs over the last year. Looking forward to many more. And thank you for the voicemail from a listener from Australia. Yeah, all right. Hey, we do. So one of the things that I looked up is uh, how many countries people are listening to us in. It's great. There's 76 countries where people have downloaded Restless. Um, also, awesome. all 50 states, Washington, D.C. The one uh, place that I was maybe a little you know, interested to see, zero downloads in Puerto Rico. So um, if you have uh, you know, Puerto Rican family or friends, Send them the podcast. <laughs> Please share this show with your Puerto Rican friends. Well, let's listen to one more birthday message before we actually get to some uh, listener comments and questions we've gotten over the last year. Happy birthday, Restless. Thanks for all the, the fun, the laughs, and the great theology. And thanks for making the times when I'm getting ready in the morning or mowing the lawn that much more special. Well, thank you, Matt. He is a has been a guest on the show, and has made, recently made some pretty special uh, gifs and gifs and memes for us that we've enjoyed. Gifs and gifs. Gifs. Both. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> we just we're, want to cover We're not taking bases. a side. We don't take a side on that. <laughs> Yay, nay, or nuance. <laughs> that's, a, that's a firm nuance. Yeah, yeah. So we are now going to come to a reoccurring segment on the show called The Tone Zone, which is where we listen to our listeners weigh in on our tone should we laugh so much so if you don't know we host our show on podbean there's no reason you would get your podcast from there but a few you can actually comment on shows on podbean if you're ever interested and the one podcast we got comment we got there from a long time ago was from feral doc who was criticizing how we handled an episode where we were reacting to a clip from TGC, and he, what he said was, I'm not a big fan of TGC, but Carson and Keller deserved more respect than you afforded them with your puerile giggling, which I have, we, we talked about that a long time ago, but the, the recent update is that two more recent comments, the only comments we've gotten on Podbeat are on this video, and go like, the next two are this, thank you for your puerile giggling, it was warranted. In so many situations, gospel celebs of which you speak. So this person said, go to it. And then the next person came in over the top with, agree with Feral Doc. Keller changed my entire approach to preaching. So I just want to say, one of the things that people have some of the strongest feelings about are our laughter and our tone on the show. And so we are going to play one voice message and I am going to read a, a listener email. And both of these are from people that... Uh, we like, like the show, appreciate the show, and are just trying to give us good feedback. So, Pastor Michael, do you want to get the more laughing or less laughing message first? Oh, I don't know, man. Let's let's just uh, you you pick, and I will be happy and probably laugh at either. Okay, we'll do we'll do more laughing first then. 
guys, this is David. Congratulations on your one-year anniversary. My only advice is to keep laughing. I know you guys have taken some criticism in the past for, for laughing. I think you have to keep it up. I think one of the greatest services you guys do is to allow space to critique Christian culture the, in, a, in an honest and humorous way. It's important now, and it's going to become more and more important in the future as our society becomes less and less Christian. Congrats, guys. Thank you, David. Pastor Michael, what do you think of his advice? Keep laughing. Yeah, great. I mean, if, if I'm very honest, just up front, uh, I, when you and I sit together and talk, the chances of us not laughing is just very low. It is low. And I just, you know, and maybe sometimes it is uncalled for. I mean, we're, you know, we're pretty candid with this yeah, podcast. Uh, we're we are. pretty uh, just uh, real. We're not trying to, like, make ourselves sound different than we actually are. I think that you would find in a conversation with us in most settings it's going to be about like this. Now, obviously, there are settings that we would not be laughing or right. or something like that, you know. Um, but this you know, this does seem to come up over and over again, which, you know, when we started the podcast, I never would have thought that our laughter would have been like the number one thing we receive comments about. Yeah. Uh, but you can see even from what we've read and heard there, like there's, you know, there are people on both sides of this issue, and but that's what we are about here at Restless is bringing people together. That's right. We want to bring over, we want to bring together people who think we need to be more earnest and people who think we want to, we need to be more sarcastic. We want you all to come together. We want everybody to come together around our laughter. And what I have wondered is if your reaction, the reaction people have to our tone may actually have to do with where they see things at in the church and in the culture, right? Like, uh, right, if the, if what we need most are well-intentioned conversations, maybe our, they view our laughter as getting in the way. But if what we need are like, we need to, we need to get, we need, we're, we're in a battle or the saints just need some iron in their spine. Maybe that kind of laughter, that kind of joy, that lightheartedness is okay. And I, and I'm not saying I know, but I'm just saying that that is one possibility. So let's read a message from a listener who wanted to give us the opposite feedback. Uh, this is a guy, Adam, appreciates the show, and we appreciate you. Hey, guys, like the podcast. Listen to every episode. Here's a comment of critique of the podcast you requested. I shared the most recent podcast with my dad. Uh, I grew up as a Calvary Chapel kid. My dad's always been an avid Greg Laurie listener. We lived in SoCal in the 1990s when the Harvest Crusade was there, and it was a big deal. I already, I already shared and discussed a similar clip of Greg refuting Calvinism with my dad a couple years ago. Because it doesn't seem like Greg really understands Calvinism, even though he claims to have many Calvinistic friends. My dad has been warming up to Calvinism over time, but he thought the podcast was too jovial and disrespectful in tone towards Greg. I know you got similar feedback when you shared a review about Tim Keller, Don Carson episode. If you want to expand your audience to include people that don't already agree with the content, I enjoy the confirmation bias for myself. Less laughing may be helpful. So... I will admit we did we did laugh when we we laughed a lot at uh, <laughs> Greg. We would love to have him on the show now, Greg. If you're listening to this one, now we'd the love reason to we laughed him. is because we indeed do not think he apparently understands Calvinism. Yeah, we thought we did. 
legitimately, I thought that that clip was funny. I had never seen it before. Right. And part of it was the way that we set it up, too, is we were like, you know, we talked about it beforehand. Like, what is he going to say? And we were pretty sure we had it. And we had it. And we, you know, I mean, it, it was just the the reality that we could, you know, basically predict what was going to mm. be said uh, was funny. Yeah. So I think one thing we'll, that Pastor Michael and I are willing to do is we, we obviously aren't going to... We can't change who we are. We're not gonna. We're not gonna totally change who we are. But what I do think we can do is we're gonna do two things. One, our YouTube channel. We're posting more and more clips there, and we're starting to break out certain clips of the show that we're putting there as standalone. So if there are people, if there are sections where we talk about the regulative principle or Calvinism that you would like to share with people, but you don't necessarily want to give them either a, what could be a really long episode or, uh, yeah, it could be seen as too scathing of a critique, please tell us. We will we will clip that. We will make it a standalone thing, and you can send it. We want to help. We do want to help. Yep. And we are, with the growth of the show recently, with the growth due to the Mars Hill audience, we are actually discussing what are the things we should be talking about for people t- to help bring people along. Yeah, and... Just to, you know, make clear, um, when we laugh at things, this is, recognize that what this is, as a podcast, is two guys who are friends and who talk about these things all the time and who just like to, you know, make jokes and laugh at some of these things. Um, That's what we're doing. I mean, we're just having conversation. Whereas, you know, if we were sitting down with someone and they said, oh, hi, you know, uh, I really like Greg Laurie. The first thing we do is not to laugh about Greg Laurie, <laughs> right. right? And so just to understand, again, the context of what exactly this is. This is a podcast, right? I mean, and this is just us chatting about these things that we find interesting and, and intriguing and hopefully trying to bring uh, some light into some of these areas and understanding and, and trying to help people learn discernment as they look at some of these things. Uh, but it will absolutely be tinged with laughter because that's how we're going to do it. Admittedly, bold move to share that episode with a fan of Greg Laurie. So good for you, Adam. We, yeah. uh, we're we we're thankful for you. We're thankful for the listener. So, Pastor Michael, do we have some time to do a few listener questions here in our one-year celebration? Definitely should do some questions. Also, I think we should read a couple of the most recent reviews. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Podcast. Let's do some reviews first. Yeah, so we've got, uh, you know... Uh, few more recent reviews um maybe just even just drawing from what we've gotten in october uh to pull out a couple there we got one review you know it says love this podcast on apple podcast we have uh one review from october 6th it says love the podcast so glad to hear you deal with the whole wire r spectrum i'm way older than you uh but was impacted by it in many ways and so you know great to uh have, we really do have just a weird spectrum of people that listen to the podcast. It's pretty great. I think it probably comes because of the different like groups that we've been involved in or people that we've had on and the, the way that we've grown, which has been a very kind of organic sort of thing. Um, I think that it just naturally has brought different kinds of audiences. And so we love having you all and it uh, adds some good perspective. Uh, here's uh, another one uh, that we got uh, pretty recently. One review that says, I discovered this winsomely reformed podcast driving from Florida to California and yada, yada, yada. After 30 episodes, I was hooked. So great. Somebody just uh, binge listened to yeah. the whole of our podcast. Love and it. that's awesome. Yeah, we have now been called the, as I happily named us, the hardliest working podcast. We're not working hard. We're hardly working. And the car talk 
of reform podcasts. I like that yeah, one yeah. too. I think that that's very fitting, you know, and this is where some of that laughter comes out. Um, let me read. I think that uh, it would be good to uh, actually read uh, one of our one star reviews. We do have some one star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and so let's give uh, some room to this. This one says um, they're honest about being horrible. And I respect that. But it's always nice to be reminded why I left the church. If this is what meeting a love that shattered death looks like, it's remarkably small. So there's a there's a pretty sharp critique of what we're doing and what they thought about the podcast. What do you think, Matt? This is this again. This is a uh, is fascinating to know that there are non-believers, including tuning in and listening to what we're doing. We would say if you have left the church, we implore you to find a church near you. And one that doesn't like us, for all I care. But to be reconciled to the Lord Jesus Christ, because that is a love. And and I do think, to be fair to you and to us, you don't know us very well. This is one part of what we do, and I don't have any mind if you like it or not. And this is actually a great time for me, before we take some more listener questions, to actually think about Reformation Day. It's a great Reformation Day. And I think something maybe even not all of our listeners would know is that on Martin Luther's deathbed, right? When Martin Luther couldn't speak, right? There's a lot of question about he he wrote something and handed it to people. And you can find recordings of this, but just like with everything he said, there's a lot of debate over what it actually said. But almost everyone agrees that the main message of it said this, we are beggars, this is true. And that is the Reformation Day truth I'm holding to today, that I am a beggar. You don't know how you don't even know how much worse I am. Oh, uh, when when if we get a review that says that we are horrible, oh man, you yeah, you don't know the half of it. Right. I am so much worse than you can even imagine. And guess what? The Lord Jesus Christ has forgiven me of all of my sins. And that and that's why it's good news for you. That's right. If, if if whatever you've done or whoever you are, if we're this bad and can be forgiven, that means there's there's no limit. That's to that right. love absolutely it's amazing it really is um and it, it really is i'm glad you brought that up i think that's a really uh just an important thing to meditate on uh as we you know think about uh the the grace of god the 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 gospel uh of christ that really was kind of shown forth even you know mm-hmm. in a different way in history at the time of the reformation and and uh we're, we're grateful for that so yes will we you know make mistakes laughing mm-hmm. when we shouldn't or or uh, doing things that we shouldn't, or saying things that we shouldn't while doing this, undoubtedly. Have we sinned while making this podcast? Undoubtedly. Uh, And that is why we need Christ. Just like you, just like all of us, we need a Savior. And we're grateful that we have Him. Any other questions before we go to listener comments? No? All right. We have a few of these, and we'll we'll do a few of these as we go. So... Again, all of these comments and questions could be a whole episode in themselves. So Pastor Michael and I will try and be short as we go through them. So this one's from Christina. And I'm including this one because of the really awesome news is that they, she heard about us from a random comment in a Facebook chain on a Reformed meme page. So thank you, Reformed meme pages, because as we know, memes are changing the world since we know you all bought Dogecoin or whatever. We're thankful that memes are even sharing our show. And so she said... I've always enjoyed your podcast, and I, I would like you to do an episode about Nine Marks Churches, which is something we could do sometime. And she said they seem to be doing pretty well in the post-YRR world. 
and I was wondering where we stand with the truly reformed types like yourself. So we are going to put on our TR hats, which... Here we are. Hey, fun, <laughs> fun, fun fact, actually, uh, this church that we're in right now recording this that I'm a pastor of is listed on the Nine Marks website. Because, oh. uh, you know, we, we basically feel like we can, you know... It, here to all of the nine marks we would want to add more to that sure but we put ourselves on there because we think that you know we represent that somewhat well and christina says i don't think we're truly reformed because we don't hold to a confession um and we might hold we might i see in my church a few of the marks of celebrity culture that you mentioned recently as far as gospel-centered sermons we have them but in books like ezekiel leviticus revelation we preach the real meaning of the con uh the context and not the same message every week. We also have church membership and discipline. As you mentioned, we're very healthy and good. And she mentions her church name, which I'm not going to include just in case. Um, it sounds like we obviously don't know anything about your church. It sounds like you're in a very healthy church. Right. Yeah. Praise God. And even in our episode where we discussed virtual church, we actually mentioned that the nine marks people had a lot of positive things, right? Mark Dever's church, he handled it differently than John MacArthur, but we thought both had a lot of pastoral wisdom. And so what what I would say that the TR, so if you want to get to the truly TR, TR people, most Nine Marks churches aren't reformed because they're not paedo-baptists. Because the real, the real hardliners, they get you there. We believe reformed Baptists can hold to the marks of, of like a, 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 a legitimately reformed church, even if we think we disagree with them on that. So the questions are that we use are reform soteriology, so doctrines of grace. We talk about covenant theology and the regular principle of worship. And so there are nine marks church, like this church listed on the website that would fall in that. But what you might say is nine marks itself is not inherently reformed because I'm sure they have churches that don't, as you that as you mentioned in your message, don't hold to things like the regular principle of worship. But in general, many churches involved with it are healthy. Any yeah, thoughts? I, and I think, you know, all of these things uh, exist in, in some sense on a spectrum. I'm going to be a little bit uh, postmodern for Matt's taste. Sure. But, uh, like, when we talk about, you know, what it means to be truly reformed or when we talk about, I mean, we went over this when we did our whole episode on what it means to be reformed. And you can go back and listen to that. And we'll probably do something like it again sometime soon um, just with the, you know, growth of the audience. Well, that could be really helpful. Mm -hmm. But, um, it it does seem like, uh, you know, they're sure, like there's a spectrum of people that, yeah, maybe there's some people who are like, well, you can't be considered a part of this group if you are not, uh, you know, Pato Baptist or something like that. Or, you know, for instance, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, hey, you can't call yourself a Calvinist if you didn't believe in Pato Baptism like John Calvin did. And I remember the first time I heard that and I thought, that's crazy. And then a couple years later, I was like, well, there's some truth to that. That that kind of makes sense. And now I'm like, well, but that's just not how we use that word. <laughs> so I, I just, you know, like this is just one of those things where um, everything is a mess right now. And so to expect uh, agreement across the board on every fine line, it's just not going to happen. Lord willing, we're, you know, going to uh, move into a day when we're all confessional Presbyterians, you know, because that would be only right. But uh, we are, are grateful uh, for the faithful churches, even those that, you know, don't align with us in every little detail. Uh, we're really grateful and uh, would hope that everybody who listens here could, you know, be a part of uh, some kind of church like that. That's right. Next question. I was listening. Andrew says, I was listening to your podcast about the virtual church, and it gave me a question that maybe you could give me your thoughts on. 
When your church is large enough to have multiple services, is it best to branch off and start a new church so that the sacraments or communion or baptism can be done by all at the same time and not in shifts? So let us give you our perspective on all matters of church governance. The Your elders are the best people to make that decision. Now we can give our opinions, but the question, our answer is always your elders are the best people to make those decisions. That is an official show position. Yep, and we do that because it's so easy to do what we did, at, you know, as we were young, restless, and reformed, where we thought, hey, here's this one pastor that I listened to a sermon by, or here's this podcast. Um, if my local church is not doing exactly as they say, they must be 100% wrong, and it caused a lot of division. It caused a lot of angst. It caused a lot of, of uh, dishonorable activity where— um, where young men particularly, uh, but young men and women, uh, were very dis... They acted dishonorably uh, toward those who were in authority, rightful authority over them. Mm. Uh, so so that's why we do that. That This is extremely important. We want you to love your local church and to you know uh, seek the best. This is why... Uh, by the way, multiple times in Proverbs, it says not to move the, you know, ancient boundary markers set up by your ancestors. That's not just like an obscure, I mean, it sounds a little obscure, admittedly. Um, but it's because we have this tendency to be these revolutionaries and to like to throw off the past and everything that's been given to us. And we grow up in a church and then we look back and we say, oh, I can't believe that church that I grew up in, it just didn't do things right. And admittedly, there are things that I think that about, you know, with churches I grew up in and was a part of. Um, and obviously, like I've, I've, I grew up in an evangelical church, and now I'm in a you know confessionally Presbyterian church. Um, so obviously I've made decisions that are different. But we like to look back and say, hey, we're we're grateful for mm -hmm. what we had. We're grateful for the foundation we were given, um, and the you know the the Christ honoring way to go about these things is to always start with that right yep. gratitude for what you have been given, and then a seeking to actually work where you have actually been placed before you are you know in some revolutionary fashion throwing everything off. So as far as going to multiple services are you pastor michael are you a hardliner actually like nine marks is right nine marks is you can only have one service because you can't for this exact reason this listener asks divide the body pastor michael are you a are you a hardliner on that or are you are you a squish here? <laughs> that's a good question admittedly i don't know i'm i want to say i'm somewhere in between a hardliner and a squish so on just like a a normative level i think that generally speaking it is not good for a church to try to do more than one service um, for a church to uh, split up the church in that way um, when a church gets to a certain size this is the norm within uh, american churches is to just keep growing to keep just keep adding to just keep uh you know uh, going in that direction i think that it would probably be significantly more beneficial if churches get to a certain size, probably around 200, 250 people. Uh, and then they say, hey, if we get, you know, once we start getting more people, we're just going to send, you know, 50 of us out to plant a new church and just keep doing that. That, in my mind, seems like a, an ideal. Now, as we've been saying, like the world that we live in is not an ideal world. Um, God is not a perfectionist. And there are times that that decision is made differently mm -hmm. that I'm not going to, you know, come in and say, oh, this was the worst decision you could have ever made. Uh, I will say, practically speaking, uh, that there is a, 
when you have multiple services, it creates a division. You have two churches, almost always. Maybe you can try to find a line where you still bring everybody together, but generally speaking, you have multiple churches meeting in the same building. Um, that's what's usually going on, multiple congregations. Um, on a biblical level, um, you know, what exactly is the church? What exactly does it mean to be a, a, like a part um, of a like covenantal local body to break the one loaf together as one body um, to to be under the discipline of the elders as as one there's just I I cannot um, I cannot find a way that that works well with any model outside of a we're one church and we have you know this one and I'm not against multiple services by the way what I mean is when you like split it up and it's like you know very distinctly so there's a difference for instance between maybe a more historic reformed way of doing yep. things where you have a morning and evening service and often everybody's just expected to be a part of both of those things yep. then if you're to do like uh, for instance what many evangelical churches do where you have a contemporary service and a traditional service I, which really just means an yes. old people service and a young and, people service and I think it is especially the case once these these services have, we'll call it a life of their own or a style difference. Like once they become super distinguished, I think that is a line of where you're crossing it, where where it's a space concern, where you're not sure how to deal with it. Again, that's that's, that's, yeah. that's difficult. I would tend to agree with Pastor Michael. And the historic reform practice of morning and evening services to help congregants spend the entire day in worship is totally separate. It's very different. Also, can I just say, like, I've been to churches where I, you know, go to a service and I leave and then somebody says, hey, do you realize that you're, you were at the old people service? You know, like, okay, that's a great sign yep. that what you're doing is you have two different churches meeting in the same building. So we are going to move on to talking about the future. We, we, you know, we had more listener comments from someone asking us to maybe give a trigger warning the next time we play uh, audio from that is so so poorly informed like the greg laurie greg laurie clip we had someone ask us the question why desire and guide thought they needed to give seven reasons you should never send nude photos <laughs> and we did get a we did get some uh interesting feedback from some people in canada about our take on james yeah, Coates. yeah i don't really want to read it because it was it seemed like it was somewhat of a sensitive issue and i don't want to throw firebrands into that fire so we're gonna go to the future and so i think there are just a few things for us to point out. One, our audience is widening. We're coming into winsome winter. And so what that means is we want to be winsome. We want to be welcoming to our friends out in the evangelical world and focus on topics that are helpful to them. So if you have topic suggestions, if you have something you'd like us to talk about at length or something to even talk about on a level that you might say is like introductory, where we're not necessarily just critiquing something, where we're kind of trying to lay out ourselves a doctrine or a perspective we'd love to do it and that the other thing is with our widening audience whoever you are listening today i want you to know we are going to keep doing interviews and that means we are going to interview people you disagree with and you th may think we shouldn't interview because we are trying to talk about the yrr from a lot of different perspectives i want to interview arminians i want to interview people who will come on the show and the goal, not primarily to debate them, but have a, as long as they are willing to have an open, honest question, conversation where I can ask them my questions. Yeah. And so if you have uh, particular people that you think would mm. be well suited for the show, um, you know, we've had questions to go over, you know, the roles of men and women and what that looks like. And obviously that was a huge topic 
uh, in the YRR. Uh, the YRR and how it especially meshed within the larger evangelical church. So we definitely want to go over that. Uh, we were talking earlier about you know uh, different ways that we can you know talk about. Uh, we've talked about the you know getting out of the cage stage and, yeah. and what that looks like at some point. We talked about the importance of gratitude and having gratitude for you know where you've come from and and like we've just said, not just throwing off the past and and the church you grew up in and all of that. Maybe even talking about the evangelical movement. Mm. Uh, we've definitely spoken about that in the past, and we think that that could be really helpful. And so. The, the audience is widening. We, we, we hope to do things that are helpful. So send us feedback. Follow us on Twitter to help us do that. I think the other thing we should mention is we are still working on the ebook about civil government from a reform perspective where we're collecting a number of confessions and catechism statements on the civil government for you to use for yourself and maybe even discussion with others. We're close. So we, I mean, we are, we're working on it. We really are trying. We wanted to have it done by now. It's not, uh, but you know, we will uh, very quickly. I had a baby, all kinds of things oh, happen. Just, I mean, it's just big. Even just think about that. Look at over the last year, uh, since we first started this podcast, there are more uh, children in our family. There are, you know. Uh, the you Restless moved. Verse has expanded. How many miles did you move? A lot. The <laughs> a lot restless of miles ver- were moved. The Restless Verse grows. The Restless Verse will someday include all of existence (laughs) (laughs) and and we might have a bottle of sweet baby rays and inappropriate places for humans (laughs) and our shelves (laughs) um yeah so we look forward to releasing that book very soon for all of you because i think you'll enjoy it and the final thing is pastor michael do you know when the restless podcast will end um i do not know i as the host am about to tell you all right i want to know when when will the Restless Podcast end? Well, the Restless Podcast will end in when one of two things happen. Either Jesus returns or two, we interview Pastor Mark Driscoll. It has to be the final episode. The final episode. Pastor Mark, if you are listening, we know that you you're You could listening. end this next week, baby. You, 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 <laughs> Please, <laughs> baby, don't. Give us, give us a little more time. Give us a little more time. We want to build it up a little bit more. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we've loved having all of you listen to us this week on Restless. As we mentioned, please take to Twitter, take to Facebook or our email and help us name our Restless Calvin guy. Yeah, rate, review, share. Uh, go out and get yourself a Restless sticker. You can yeah. now get a bunch of Buy a few. Send them to your friends. 